Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Uh, welcome to the latest edition of the Dogcast brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. Uh, I'm your host, Britton Yates, and I'm joined today by Radio Tab race caller Lockie Stace. Uh, Lachlan, welcome, mate. We've got the uh, the racing manager, Sean Matheson, uh, just on a, a well-deserved extra long weekend. So great to have you on the Dogcast. Yeah, great to be on, uh, of course, Brenton. Of course, a big week coming up on Thursday night at Angle Park. We've got the two trophies right here, the Anniversary Cup Final for 2023 and, of course, the SA Distance Championship as well. So a big night of racing Thursday night. Absolutely. I feel like I should have the white gloves on. Uh, yeah. Lucky just here with these trophies. They're fantastic. Got the rugs here as well. So uh, look, it's all set up. So we'll check out uh, Yeah, Thursday night. We've got a, a big night with the finals of that. Um, we'll also go back and see how it all happened. So we'll have a look back on uh, last Thursday night with a couple of heats of the distance and also uh, the three heats of the uh, the Anniversary Cup. So uh, we've got plenty to get through. So uh, we've got a big addition of the Dogcast coming up. The Week in Review. Our Week in Review is brought to you by the Fresh Pet Food Co. We're proud suppliers of Fresh Pet Food for our Gap SA Greyhounds uh, in the Gap Prison programs, actually. And they are based right here, Lockie, in South Australia. So... Uh, visit their website, freshpetfoodco.com.au for more information. Uh, we've got a uh, big review to come. Mm. Now, what we're going to do here is pull apart what happened last week and then we'll put it back together in our yeah. next segment, our uh, preview. But uh, we had two heats of the SA Distance Championship. Um, what did you make of these? The, the first of them uh, taken out by Zipping Senorita for Cameron Forshaw. Yeah, I was really taken by Zipping Senorita's rung. Obviously, a younger greyhound really stepping up to the longer journeys and uh, doing a fantastic job for young trainer Cameron Forshaw. He's only been a trainer on the scene here in South Australia for a very small amount of time. Um, he started off helping Kevin Bewley um, on Saturday mornings and just helping out here and there. And he got his trainer's licence and has become really involved in the sport. So... Zipping Senorita, definitely a big distance player. Of course, beat Fantastic Ragley a few weeks back here at Angle Park. And a run on Thursday night was really what you like to see from a distance greyhound. The way really rattled home, emerged and chased down Yaramundi Paul. It was a big effort. Yaramundi Paul, to stepping up in that 730 metre distance for the first time, had been looking like he wanted more distance when racing over the 595 and 530 Jumped to the front, but just got a little bit tired over those concluding stages. So I'll be interested to see what he can do in the final after having that one run under his belt over to 7.30 and the southeastern visitor Winburn Flash running third. So, yeah, Zipping Senorita was definitely uh, the highlight for me as far as the distance championship heats were concerned in that first heat. Really impressive what I saw. Just as racing pattern is exciting, yeah. isn't it? Like, it doesn't begin generally well. I thought um, Thursday night part of the key to that race was was able to get sort of up to that midfield position, sort of going by the 600 boxes. So wasn't desperately out the back like we have seen in the past. Was able to sort of shift through the gears a bit early and get into a position. Now, that position was still a fair way off the lead. Yaramundi yeah. Paul was out and rolling. Like, it, it would have had to have been eight to ten lengths off off the leader with a lap to run, Zipping Senorita. Yeah. Um, and I think Tim caught it beautifully coming to the home turn. You could see that... Yaramundi Paul was you just starting to paddle mm. and Zipping Senorita's got such a big finish and um, with clear room um, is going to charge late. Uh, the, the only little query I've got about Zipping Senorita is 
just the ground that it gives yeah. away early. I mean, that's going to be some little concern come the final. Classic stayer. Um, that sort of greyhound you love to watch, but sometimes when those sorts of stayers make these big final fields, it doesn't work out because they're so far back early and there's some decent dogs up front. So be very interesting to see what sort of run it gets in the final and, of course, if it can re- repeat that performance and get away with being so far back early, if it is that far back, and then run home like it usually does. Your point on Yarramundi Paul is a good one. Yeah. Uh, stepping up to that distance range for the first time and... Look, I'm not sold yet that it doesn't get the trip because yeah. Ren's second was found wanting that last little bit. Yep. But I, I feel like sometimes like they generally go one of two ways at their second run over the journey. They either kick up in the extra fitness level and go right on with it or they're out of petrol and they really yeah. fail to perform. So have you got a leaning as to whether you think there's improvement in Yarramundi Paul out of that heat? I think there is. I, I think it's probably too harsh to judge his performance off that first run over that distance. Obviously... As most people know, there's a massive difference between 595 and 730 metres. As a lot of times you see a dog closing off well over the 595 and obviously the indicator is to step up to the 730 and then kind of flat lines yep. because it's, it is such a big difference. But at the same time, Yarramundi Paul, I think we'll see him start to flourish. We've seen a few of these Yarramundi dogs show signs over the longer 730 metre journey. I think this Greyhound will be no exception when he starts to get into his gear. And we have to remember the field he was up against. He was in a heat he leading into a feature final for his first run over the 730. So I think there's genuine improvement there coming forward for Yarramundi Paul. What about the second heat of the distance championship? So quickest qualifier here, Springvale Rex, and sort of had everything go its way. It, mm. it had the race run to suit, able to sit back off a nice speed, and then got the rails, which he loves to do. Uh, what did you take out of this particular heat? Yeah, it was an intriguing one. Springvale Rex, um, yeah, just got the perfect run through, didn't he? Everything you wanted to see him get, he got. And zipping patch, box eight, the race favourite. Yeah. Um, obviously, a really nice greyhound with a really good PB and a really good record. Uh, just didn't really work into it from that eight draw. I was impressed with how Zipping Patch finished off the race. And I think we'll talk about this later when we do our preview of these two races, but I think Zipping Patch has a much more favourable draw this week. Um, But at the same time, that really helped Springvale Rex, who was drawn closer to the rail than Zipping Patch, and he got everything going his way. Of course, Bedrock Will took up the running early, um, showing a lot of improvement in this Greyhound, drawing the Clint Trengove kennel and really starting to come into his own. But yeah, nothing away from Springvale Rex, a really good run. Uh, Gavin Harris has done a really good job with his Greyhound, and Gavin's done fantastic with all these Springvale dogs that he's had over the last 12 months or so. But Springvale Rex really stepping up, and he has to be considered as a considered as a contender in the final on Thursday night. Yeah, Bedrock Will, an interesting one, as you say. He's mm. had a couple of runs back and sort of stepped up again. Has really nice early speed, so yeah. can put itself into the race. But uh, was just found wanting. This is another one. You know, yeah. is this going to get improvement out of that run, or is it going to be out of fuel come the final? So we'll wait and see. And and Machismo, the little brother of, of Yaramundi Paul. I thought Yaramundi Paul went better than Machismo yep. in the two leading runs, but look, it wasn't disgraced. It was sort of there mm. at the end and, and doing a little bit of work. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, just on bad rock wheel. I think he's going to be a dog probably on the other side of this series. Not saying he can't step up to 7.30, but he's going to be a real marvel over the 5.95, I reckon, with that early speed, but also that endurance layer on to finish off a race. So I think we'll be seeing him win plenty of races going forward, but... Yeah, just touching on Machismo, obviously another nice, honest run from this Greyhound. He's always around the mark and um, don't know if he's much of a big player for the final coming up on Thursday night, 
but at the same time, uh, must be respected, and Vagan Ross does a fantastic job with his stayers. Yeah, so uh, the way it worked was the first four yes. uh, out of those two heats went through uh, to the distance final, and we'll have a, a full preview coming up for you very, very shortly. Uh, that shifted us into sprint mode. Um, yep. This is the anniversary cup right here, so that's what they'll be playing for on Thursday night. Um, and heat one. Now, intriguing three sort of heats that we had here. Mm. There wasn't, you know, big winning margins and that sort of stuff. And the overall winning times are sort of within a couple of lengths. So it's really shaping up to be a great final. But um, Basil Brush Rose was able to run over the top of, uh, of Victor Marley in heat one. I love watching his dog. I love calling his dog as well. Very exciting. I think Tim got very exciting on Thursday night as well when he saw Basil Brush Rose rattle home along the rail. Box one he into hanging into this really did help him. Um, obviously not the fastest beginner, but finishes off his races very well. And we saw that again on um, Thursday night. But just on that first heat, it was a star-studded field, uh, that first heat of the um, Anniversary Cup. And uh, he's being home the lights of Victor Marley, who's obvious being, obviously being a big player interstate uh, for the Rasmussen team. And he's on fire, who obviously uh, ran third in a uh, million-dollar chase final. So... You, you look at those two greyhounds he's beaten, and that's pretty good form. Well, then um, you, you go to Federal Outlaw, who yeah. sizzled around here a few weeks ago, and Springvale Roxy, who was one of our star sprinters, yeah, you know, exactly. late last year, early this year. Yeah. So, uh, didn't get into it, Springvale Roxy. Got crowded yeah. early and, and sort of got spat out the back a bit. Yeah, once Springvale Roxy doesn't lob first or second, she does struggle a little bit. But Basil Brush Rose, um, the way he races probably doesn't permit him to take out one of his big finals because he's so far back early. And, of course, early speed is such an important factor, as we've seen in these big finals at Angle Park over the 5.30. We've yep. seen a lot of big play greyhounds who race in these big races not show early speed and get knocked out of it early. So um, Basil Brush Rose will probably find it tough this Thursday night, but at the same time, the way he races and the way he rattles home, you can't discount him either. Yeah, I thought it was a bit of a match race in that particular yeah. race, to be honest, the way it panned out. When I say that, what I mean is they both had everything they wanted. So Victor yeah. Marley had clear room, found the lead. Basil Brush Rose had clear room, was able to charge late, and there was not a, not a lot between them at the end. So, uh, yeah, really interesting way to, to start out the uh, the series. Uh, heat 2, now Springvale Maddie, very, very mm. nice win. Uh, quickest qualifier, uh, able to dart out from the wide draw. What did you make of the uh, the second heat? Yeah, these last two heats were very interesting, but Springvale Maddie, like a real-class performance here for trainer Gavin Harrison. We touched on Gavin earlier with a Kennelly as he has another really good one here with Springvale Maddie. Uh, showing that early toe, finding the top, and just a really start-to-finish performance that you like to see over the 5.30 from that sort of greyhound. Razzle Darrell, another honest run for Paul Reeming in second. And Oluwee, she looks like a really nice up-and-young-comer for yeah. Tim Richards. Um, she put in a really good showing in the goal of Future Stars a couple of weeks back, and I really like her style of racing um, at this stage of her career. I think this time next year she'll have a lot more prize money and a lot more wins under her belt. But Springvale Maggie, she's definitely a threat in that final. Again, box eight, she's got a bit of a concern, but at the same time, she did it from box seven on uh, Thursday night. I know a smaller field, but uh, she's going to be a real, real threat in this final. We had uh, the favourite was Queen of Scotch, the mm. St. Ledger uh, winner, who just got crowded once again, wanted to run up the track yeah. as she likes to do, but didn't have the room early. She has a bit of Mally Magic in her, Queen of Scotch. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> she just doesn't, when she doesn't get things going her own way, she can be out the back, but... 
when she does get things going her own way, she's a really, really nice greyhound who can set a really good time. So, um, unfortunately, she misses out on the uh, anniversary cup, but I'm sure once she gets back to some of her best form and gets her confidence back up as well, she's going to be a really nice greyhound again. Took us through to the uh, final heat, heat three, and I thought this was a pretty stunning win, Victor Albi. It Mm. wasn't as quick as Springvale, Maddie, but there were circumstances early that sort of led me to think there's more to come here next week. Watching this replay with Victor Albi, like when I was doing the form, my brain just kept going back to this replay and how he ran, how he handled that first turn, how he pushed through. Um, it was just a really courageous win. We've seen him obviously race well over the border in Victoria and yep. he's come back to South Australia now and he looks like a big time player here. And I think he's going to develop into one of those really nice greyhounds that we usually see for Grasmus and Kennel who can perform so consistently in these big races and always being around the mark. And I think this is not the last time we'll see Victor Albi in one of these feature finals going he forward. He just didn't begin that well, did yeah. he? He was sort of, he was nearly a half a length slow. Like yeah. Panorama was out sort of putting some heat on, but his ability to find his feet and mm. then muster going to that first turn, and as you said, push through hard, was yeah. it was really, really impressive. And, yeah. and the time was there. Like yes. he, he missed the kick there a bit and was still able to run a length and a bit outside Springvale Matty. I, yeah. I liked the effort. It was nice. I thought Panorama was uh, nice too, chasing home into second spot. Got a clear run early and was still able to work home pretty well, I thought, behind Victor Albi. Yeah, yeah. Another good run for Panorama. Of course, the Murray Bridge Cup winner. Um Always a very honest Greyhound panorama, and the same can be said about Springvale Max, who ran third as well. So it's just you look at the field overall, and you look at those three heats, but the field that have made it and qualified, it's a star studded field with multiple winning chances, and it's probably um, it's a very hard race to decipher form wise, but. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the preview. But, uh, yeah, Victor Albi, really impressive in that third and final heat. And uh, as we look back as well, uh, last uh, Sunday night at Gawler, we had a, a, a young trainer have her first starter and a first winner. That's yes. a pretty rare club, Lockie. Yes, off the cuff for Hayley uh, Chapman. What a win it was. Um, Railed up nicely on the home turn, took the rails run underneath and finished off really strong. And uh, this Haley is uh, Liz Harley's granddaughter, so um, has been helping Tim Arachi and Liz with um, her greyhounds at the track for, I think, about 10 years or so. So um, really good to see her first starter, first winner. That's yeah. the night she'll never forget. Her yeah. whole family was on course as well. They had a table up in the Nixon's Function Centre, really enjoying an eye of racing. And then when that happened, they went off. So um, <laughs> obviously a very memorable night for Hayley, and I'm sure it's not the uh, last time we'll be hearing her name. Oh, terrific stuff. Well done, Hayley. Great win uh, with Off the Cuff on Sunday night at Gawler. Um, okay, Lockie, that's a, a bit of a look back. And uh, up next, we're going to look forward as we uh, check out the preview for the big finals, the SA Distance Champion and uh, also the Anniversary Cup. The Preview. Our preview is brought to you by SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. Uh, This is the free tips for SA Metro Greyhound meetings. Uh, You can search at the dogs SA and uh, get on board. As always, gamble responsibly. Uh, We head to these big finals, Lockie, on Thursday night, the uh, Anniversary Cup and also the Distance Championship. We might kick off with the the Distance Championship and uh, I'll just run through the box drawer, actually. I've uh, got that in front of me here. So Machismo has come up with box one. Uh, we've got Zipping Patch in two, uh, Yaramundi Paul in three, Zipping Senorita uh, in box four, Dashing Jinx in five, Springvale Rex box six, Windburn Flash in seven, 
and Bedrock Will in box eight. Uh, we've got uh, Poppy's Passion and also San Lorenzo, the two reserves that are in order there. Can you tell us about this final? How does it shape up and does the box draw mean a lot for you here? Yeah, I think Yarramundi Paul should be able to burn across and find a leg from box three. I think that gives Zipping Patch a good dog to camp behind early from that closer to the rail draw. So I've put number two Zipping Patch on top here. Okay. Um, I think it can reverse that run from last week. Box eight wasn't its cup of tea. And closer to the rail for Ashley Griffiths, you look at the PB it's run here at Angle Park, uh, you look at his overall record as well, and you can't ignore that. So Zipping Patch, number two, my on top of here. I put number three Yaramundi Paul in for second based off the fact that I think he'll improve off that first up run over the 700, well not first up run, but first run over the 730 metre journey and he will be right on the speed early. And then I've thrown in for third Zipping Senorita. Uh, he will be back early, um, but if he can muster home like he did last start and show that real true staying ability, then uh, Zipping Senorita is going to be right in this as well. And uh, my fourth pick, number one, Machismo from the rail draw. So I've gone... Two, three, four, one in the SA Distance Championship. Look, I think the other interesting thing with this race is with the distance racing, we don't see big fields. Like, yeah. We don't see full fields. We see fields of four, maybe five, occasionally six. Yeah. Um, but this is a field of eight. Yeah. So this is a different kettle of fish mm. to what we normally have seen. So there's going to be some luck and momentum that can happen in this race. Momentum being stopped. Momentum happening when they're out and around and moving. Uh, I I went with Yaramundi Paul here. I, yeah. I felt straight to the lead. Um, I feel like it's probably got a length or two up its sleeve, an improvement from yep. having its first look. And I think in front, rolling along in that 43-second range is going to be a good place to be. And I, I think he might be capable of doing that. I, I feel like he's either going to do that or he's going to miss the place. Uh, yeah. you know, and I'm leaning to, to him being able to do it because I, I thought he was really good up to that home bend. So yeah. it's just a little bit more. And I think he can get that improvement needed. So I thought it was the uh, he was the leader, I agree. I, I think he can dart down and grab the front. Um, look, I think Zipping Patch can improve. I haven't got a lot between it and uh, Zipping Senorita. I, yep. They're going to be different. Zipping Patch is probably going to be in front of Senorita, but just the way Senorita finishes, it's very hard to sort of not have it there. Um, and they were the main few for me in this in this particular final. I mean, you go through Springvale Rex hasn't drawn where it wants to be. It's not yep. going to get the same luck that it had in, in the heat. Uh, Dashing Jinx. Look, really powerful finish into fourth the other mm. night, but I'm not sure where it lands. Covers a low ground, dashing jinx. Yeah. yeah, windburn flash. I thought was was okay. You know, camping up near the the pace the other the other night, and, and Bedrock Will box eight probably has to do too much work to get yeah. up and around and, and into a position. So uh, I settled with Yarramundi Paul on top to beat uh, Zipping Patch, Zipping Senorita. I haven't got a lot between them, and I suppose I've got to wind out the first four. I'll, I'll toss in. Uh, Windburn Flash, number seven, Lockie. So, yeah. three, two, four, seven. Yeah, very interesting race. And just on that box draw, it really looks like the inside four um, get the right rung into this race. And five, six, seven, or eight, um, they're going to struggle from those draws out wide there, which we're usually flying over the 730. But I do love this race because you get the field of eight every year over the 730. It's a really good spectacle, eight dogs running over the 730 being a journey and always a very exciting race to call as well. You've called your fair share of distance championships over your time as well. And uh, it's always a very entertaining race and an entertaining spectacle. Yeah, so I'm I looking think, forward to it. Yeah, I think the other point is there's going to be 
the balance of speed and finish yeah. on in the race. Like, you're going to have the seven and the eight out quickly with Yaramundi Paul. So, Winburn, Flash, better. They're all going to be charging. Yeah. And then there's going to be that group in behind, you know, zipping patch, zipping senorita, dashing jinx. They're going to be finding a spot, getting a bit of balance, and then they'll come with a big charge late. So you're right. I think it does shape up to be a, a spectacular final. And um, I'm going to go with Yaramundi Paul to just cling on that uh, that last little bit. Uh, okay, that's the distance. There's the trophy there as well for the uh, distance championship, along with the rug, the uh, the golden um, golden rug there. So uh, that'll be uh, delivered on Thursday night to one of those competitors. What about the uh, anniversary cup, Lockie? Can you run through the box draw for us? Yeah, we've got Razzle Darrell in one for Paul Reeming, of course, Victor Alby in two for Tony Rasmussen, Panorama in three for Ben Rawlings, we have Basil Brush Rose in four for Renata Maracek, uh, in box five, Springvale Max for Gavin Harris, box six, Victor Marley, Tony Rasmussen, box seven, O Louise for Tim Richards, box eight, Springvale Matty for Gavin Harrison, a two reserves, number nine, he's on fire, Tim Richards, and Miss Scallywag, number ten for Tony Rasmussen, a 530 metre journey. Anniversary Cup final. Brenton, what did you like here? Intriguing box draw. And we've run through the heats. There was a lot of star performances in the heats, but it's a very even field on paper. Yeah, uh, I thought Victor Albies draw where he wants to be. Yeah. I mean, we, we saw him through the launching pad series in Melbourne uh, when he drew inside and was able to sort of boot up hard and then, you know, win a heat and then in the semi place and uh, drew bad in the final. It was a forget sort of run. He goes back to where he, he likes to be here. And the other factor I like... Razzle Darrell's not going to begin. So no. he's going to have space to get straight to the fence. Panorama and Basil Brass Rose aren't going to be challenging him early no. either. So to me, it's got a bit of free space early for Victor Alba to be able to get there and put himself uh, into a position. I thought there was a bit of speed out deep with Springvale mm. Matty will be charging around. And I do think Springvale Matty has got an opportunity as they go to that first bend to really slingshot around and put some heat on. Um, and I, I thought they'd really fight it out. I thought they were the two in the race. I mean, uh, what do you what do you make of the box draw, and how do you see the, the race uh, shape happening? Well, it's going to be interesting. I think I do agree with you there. I think Victor Alby will be really hunting the rail early, getting over. There won't be a lot of speed around Victor Alby. The interesting thing is going to be to speak out why Springvale Maggie is probably going to come across along with Victor Marley. And Victor yes. Marley does begin well out wide. Um, Victor Marley probably won't be able to find the lead, but in saying that, she is a quick beginner, so it's not completely um, a non-possibility. Oh, she can definitely find yeah, the lead. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so you're, you're looking at it's It's going to be very interesting hanging into that first turn. Victor Marley's going to be punching through early, but the thing is with Victor Albi, if he doesn't lead, it's not game, set, match for him. He can still really run home well um, and finish off that second half of the race um, in a really impressive fashion. So I did put the two Victor Albi on top to beat home the eight Springvale Matty. I put in the six Victor Marley for third based off the fact that she might lead and might find the top from that wide box. We've seen her begin really well from wide boxes over the last couple of weeks. Like the way she began at Wentworth Park a few weeks back from a wide draw was just brilliant. And the way she begins here at Angle Park from wide draws as well is always something to see. So um, I think she'll be bustling across early. So I've put her in for third. And uh, my fourth pick before Basil Brush Rose, who should be running into her placing late. So I've gone 2, 8, 6 and 4 in the Anniversary Cup final. But again, you look at Greyhounds like Panorama and Springvale Max and O Louise, who was a nice young up-and-comer, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah. If they have their day and they get that right position, they can all run a really decent race as well. But just based off how I think a race is going to unfold, I think Victor Albi, Springvale Matty, Victor Marley are going to be your main players. Yeah, I, I agree with the first couple. I've got them 1, 2 as well. 
well. Yeah. Like, I've got Victor Albion, Springvale, Matty sort of fighting it out. I was quite taken with the run of O'Louise. Um, yep. And what happened down the back straight just drifted right out. Like, yeah. used, you might be able to have a look on the other vision. Used plenty of the track going down the back yeah. and allowed Razzle Darrell, I think it was, to get up underneath and then was sort of coming again strongly uh, mm. at the end, O'Louise. So... I was really taken by its run. I think it's a real knockout chance yeah. in, in this race because it's drawn where it wants to be. It loves to use a bit of the track. So I, I could see O'Louise running a, a real race um, at possibly some value. I haven't seen a market yet on the, the tab fixed. Um, and look, Razzle Dal, uh, Darrell drawn where it wants to be. I mean, if it gets the inside run in the heat, it probably wins. Mm. So it's got to be a roundabout. And, and Victor Marley, as you said, I... There's there's no great imagination needed to see it finding the lead either. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it can certainly happen, but I mean you can't tip them all. Um, I've gone two eight seven, and it'll be a flip of the coin whether it's Razzle Darrell and Victor Marley. So uh, look, I'll, I'll toss in the red because yep. it's probably drawn where where it, it's not terrible for it to be. So uh, two eight seven one in the uh, the anniversary cup final. So that's uh, this cup. And the red rug that they'll be uh, running for on Thursday night. Uh, Radio Lockie, best bets. What, what are you thinking? What are you looking forward to on Thursday night that we can maybe uh, steer our uh, our listeners and watchers into? Well, it's a tricky race because two out of first three, a tricky race meaning the first two out of first three races are Megan's. So um, I've gone for the open stake a little bit later on. I really like the way Victor Kerr is racing. I think. Yep. Where he's drawn, he's got a vacant box to his inside and outside box four in a small field of five. I think the other big players in this race, like Springvale, Roxy and Federal Outlaw, um, aren't where they want to be. And I think he's all purpose isn't racing up to his best form at the moment over the 530-metre uh, journey. Um, this is his first time where well, he stepped up against a pretty tricky field last week. And it's his other... Uh, times stepping up against his open class greyhounds so um, I think this is Victor Kurt's race um, his PB compared to his other greyhounds in the race isn't anything spectacular but um, if he can lob into a hangy forward position early I think he's going to be a very hard dog to run down so I put Victor Kurt based off the fact um, he's going to be really in a dangerous position early and also the other dogs aren't really drawn where they want to be. So race nine, number four, Victor Kurt for Lisa Rasmussen, my special for Angle Park on Thursday night. Well, he would have to be the leader to win yeah. there, wouldn't he? So yeah. when you say a dangerous position, you, you think he won't, he, Yeah, he I think I can lead. lead. I want him to find the top early. Yeah. And I, I can see that happening yeah. from where the other greyhounds are drawn. Uh, look, my best, I've gone, uh, look, I'm buttering up. So I was on foreshadow <laughs> last week. We got rolled. Uh, I'm going to go again. So race four, number two. Uh, obviously, Whiskey Dutton's in the race, who's who's going okay. But, gee, I, I thought it was there to draw and, and pounce through and uh, be hard to beat in race four. Number two, foreshadow for Kieran Corby, who, uh, look, it just needs to bust that uh, that string of seconds that, yeah. that's been uh, thereabouts. And I think can do that Thursday night. Well, it's going to be a big night on Thursday night, Yates. Yeah, I, I was looking at this, like, obviously, this night, Anniversary Cup, a distance championship night as well. It's been a year since our 50th anniversary cup. Yeah. It's flown by. A year goes very quickly in greyhound racing, that's for sure. And uh, it's amazing how quickly that 12 months has gone. So it's going to be a really good night racing Thursday night. I'm sure you're looking forward to calling it. Yeah, what a what a spectacular night that was, the yeah. uh, 50th anniversary. Uh, fantastic. Uh, Mally Magic obviously taking out the yeah. uh, the anniversary cup at one of the, uh, the great nights in yeah. greyhound racing to have 
everyone back there and the way GRSA had put it all together, uh, the night itself uh, was spectacular. It went off without a hitch. So, look, we've got another big night coming up on Thursday night. Uh, Well, Lockie, mate, you've done beautifully with the the sub vest off and uh, you've come in and got a run from box one. So, mate, well done. And uh, thanks for joining us on the Dogcast and we'll catch you again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me, Yagsy. Great to be on and... uh, Hopefully I haven't made it too hard for Sean to come back. Yeah, hopefully Matho's enjoying the Barossa or wherever it is. He'll be uh, finding himself in some vineyard sort of area, I'm sure. Uh, All right, be spectacular. Look forward to seeing you Thursday night at Angle.